0: hey guys welcome back to swish podcast i'm jake and i'm also jake what's going on jake welcome back to another episode welcome back how are you i'm doing great and today we have a special guest interview we have former NBA veteran ronnie Brewer. how are you
1: i'm good man how are you guys doing
0: we're doing great
1: awesome
0: so let's jump into some questions jake you could ask the first question so what originally got you interested in
2: sport of basketball
1: you know basically i'm the youngest of five kids and all my older siblings played basketball my dad played basketball my mom played basketball so i mean there was always you know basketballs around the household and so i basically was like a creature of habit watching my brothers and sisters play and just wanted to be involved and you know, my dad really didn't force us to play basketball i mean he just i mean he had a basketball there and it kind of just took off for like my love for basketball just. The competitiveness and the nature of trying to get better and develop. And, you know, it was, you know, I started really young just by, you know, following the footsteps of my brothers and sisters.
0: So when you were younger, were there guys you liked watching and did you model your game after anyone?
1: Well, I'm from Fayetteville, Arkansas. And so in Arkansas, we don't have a professional basketball team. And so, you know, basketball we I saw was you know on ESPN, Sports Center highlights, and you know ABC and NBC, you know the really big games they put on TV. But um, you know, I was a huge Arkansas Razorback fan, so you know those guys were the guys that. I really looked up to like, you know, Joe Johnson and a Corliss Williamson and Scotty Thurman, Todd Day, Lee Mayberry, Oliver Miller, those type of guys, um, as well as my dad. Um, And then when I started understanding um, a little bit of the basketball, you know, I started watching more Bulls because that's what. That's the station, the local station we got here was WGN. So I got to watch Scottie Pippen a lot and Michael Jordan a lot and watch that dynasty um, kind of develop. And so those were kind of the guys that I looked and, in, in, you know, made my basically true love for basketball come out and who I really modeled my game after is just watching those guys and different individual things that they, they did well.
2: So what made you choose Arkansas University for college?
1: Um. It was a tough decision. I mean, I, I think everybody assumed I was going to go there because my dad was an All-American there and played there and got drafted from there. And my mom played there, and then my other sister ran track here at the University of Arkansas. But to be honest, you know, I was looking at Kansas, a uh, huge fan of Roy Williams. I was looking at Oklahoma. Uh, coach was a coach, Oklahoma State, the late eighty-seven was there, Yukon uh, and Coach Calhoun, Florida, Billy Donovan. Uh, so... Those teams really caught my eye, but at the end of the day, I had to make the best decision that was best for me. Uh, you know, I wanted to stay close to home. wanted to play in front of my friends and family. Um, and they were honestly the team that, I mean, they weren't the best team at the time, but they were the one that recruited me the hardest out of all those teams I just named. Not saying those other teams didn't recruit me hard. I just think that Arkansas went over the top and, and made their case for why they thought it would be a good fit for me to come there.
0: So after Arkansas, you got drafted with the 14th pick by the Jazz. So, what was that whole draft experience and process like?
1: I mean, it was crazy. I mean, um, you know, flying over all, all over the United States to these cities. Again, like I said, we we didn't have we don't have an NBA team here, so I mean, every team is really far away um, from my hometown. You know, Memphis is is you know five hours. Dallas is five hours, um, and Oklahoma City is about four. Um, So those are the closest cities to me that has an NBA team. But uh, the process is great, traveling all over the United States, playing in front of these GMs, these head coaches, and and trying to uh, put your case for why you should get drafted um, for that team. And, you know, uh, met with the Utah Jazz, talked with Coach Stone and the general manager, Kevin O'Connor, and their assistants uh they liked me but I, I I honestly thought I was gonna go a little higher um a couple guys slipped in the draft early and um you know I ended up getting drafted by Utah Jazz you know it was a great experience in New York uh getting drafted in Madison Square Garden in front of all the fans kind of nerve-wracking because you don't know if they're gonna boo you or cheer you or if, if the fans are gonna like you or whatnot and um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's a night that you always remember because your dreams finally came true when, they, when when David Stern called your name for uh, being drafted in the NBA draft.
2: In your first years of playing with the Utah Jazz, you saw a lot of success among with playing with some really good NBA veterans, including Darren Williams, Derek Fisher, Carlos Boozer, and Memo Kerr, among others. So what is that whole experience like with the Jazz and what do you learn from those veteran guys?
1: Man, it was, it was awesome playing with those guys. Those guys were like my brothers. Um, I mean, I think they really helped me and developed me throughout my career. Um, you know, when I got drafted, you know, I, I averaged 30 points a game in high school, led the SEC in scoring with 19 points a game. And I just assumed, oh, I'm going to come to the NBA and that's going to be my role, shooting a lot of shots, um, scoring a lot of points. Um, I mean, Coach Stone, basically he told me, hey, we've got – Darren Williams, we got Derek Fisher, we got Andre Karolinka, we got Mimitar Kerr, Boozer, who's a double-double guy. We got Matt Harpin coming off the bench. He's a veteran. We have other guys that score the ball. Like, what can you do to ensure you play in time on the court? And I always tell young people now, man, um, you know, you've got to find how you're an asset to your team. And basically, for me to get on the court, I had to do something that, you nobody know, the guys I just named didn't do well. And that was defend. And so uh, the reason I played early is I took the challenge to defend. Um, and that really kind of came my role um, at Utah. My second year average um 12 points a game and my, my third year almost 14 points a game. But that entire time there, I was considered a lockdown defender and, and, and got the assignment to guard uh, the opposing team's best player.
0: You mentioned you played with the Jazz, but you also played with a bunch of other teams. So... What was it like playing with a lot of coaches and just new teammates?
1: Well, I mean, to me, I mean, uh, I feel like I'm a, a, a pretty good locker room guy. I get along with everybody, and so the the transition was pretty easy. Messing with with the coaches, messing with the players, um, and the new organizations. Now, played along in some great organizations. Played for the Grizzlies for a little bit before I signed with the Bulls. You know, Mike Conley, childhood friend of mine, um, uh, uh, Gasol. Uh, Zach Randolph, Rudy Gay, um, O.J. Mayo—great players in itself. Then I mean, then I go to in the head coach Lama Hollins is a great coach. Go to go to Chicago, play under Tom Thibodeau's—you know, Coach of the Year, Derek, Derek Rose MVP, Luau Deng MVP. Have a relationship with Booze and Kyle Korver when we played in Utah, um, and we just jailed really, really well together on, on that team, um, being the number one team in the East two years in a row. Uh, but coming up short um, in the playoffs versus the Heat and then the Sixers. But um, – and then, I, you know, I played for Houston. I played for LPC, um, you know, KD, Russ, uh, Melo, Omari, you know, you, you, the list goes on, all the great players I was able to play with. Um, and I just learned a lot from the players, a lot from the coaches. And, you know, uh, I really enjoyed my time with each individual team um, – Uh, so, you know, I was very blessed to be a part of great organizations and play with great players.
2: Jake and I are huge Nick fans. So what was it like playing at MSG in New York?
1: Um, it was special. Um, you know, it's, to me, it's like the Mecca of basketball. I mean, it's kind of like, like the Holy Grail. You go, you go to the garden and not only do you, when you walk in there, you know, it's like an aura around it, but. I mean, you see all the pictures and all the events that's happened at the Garden, from concerts to different political rallies to, you know, hockey, um, basketball, WNBA. So much stuff has ha- happened there that was been a boxing match that's been so special. Um, that playing there night in night out, you know, if you put a good product on the court, the, the fans are going to support you, and you know, as a player. You know, each every player knows the history of basketball and, and and we know how long it's been since the Knicks have been super successful and how they went deep in the playoffs. And I think that's everybody's goal is when they get there is try to, um, make that happen and, and, and give the fans kind of what they want.
0: You just said Madison Square Garden, but like, were there other arenas you really liked to play
1: in? Um, uh, I mean, it was awesome playing in the Staples center. It's, you know, uh, Every every if it was the Clippers or the Lakers, just um, not only the players that you're playing against, some of the guys that you probably watched growing up, but fans that come to the game. It's people that you've seen in in movies or on TV that that you idolize that are just there to watch you to entertain. Um, kind of what you're there to do, and <clears throat> it, it was just great and. Um I, I also like playing in Boston, uh, because of the history there as well in their garden. Um, but for me personally, I used to love playing around Memphis. I love playing in Dallas and OKC just because uh that was the closest to where I was from and all my friends and family got to come and be in attendance.
2: During your career you were traded a few times. So what was the whole process of getting traded like?
1: Um, the first time uh was super difficult um, because I wasn't expecting it. It was right after the all-star break. Uh, We were really in good position uh, with the jazz and, you know, I just talked to coach and, you know, he ensured me that I wasn't going to get traded, that me and booze weren't going to get traded. The trade rumors weren't anything to to take serious and um, just, we need to lock in and, and look forward to a long, you know, playoff run and you know then I went to the plane and got a call from my agent that that wasn't the case and um you know sometimes it's, it's it's business other than basketball and the head coach coach Sloan didn't even know so uh that one was tough but the second time you know it wasn't I mean it wasn't that big of a deal because I kind of was accustomed to it the first time
0: After your retirement, you've gone into coaching. So what drew you into coaching?
1: You know, um, I've been, I've I've had a basketball camp every year since 2006. This past year is the first year we didn't have it because of COVID-19. But, you know, just give be able to give back to young student athletes, give back to the community, and it's something I enjoy doing. So, um, like, it was just kind of a match made to heaven The the head coach of Fayetteville high school, my old alma mater, uh, actually coached me when I was in junior high and high school and is a really co- close friend of mine. So when he got the job and offered it to me, you know, it was a no brainer to, you know, accept. And, you know, we've had a lot of success and, um, you know, uh, I enjoy doing, it. I love, I love getting back to the kids and, um, they've been very responsive uh, of, of what we've been doing so far.
2: We're going to get into some rapid fire questions and some, some quicker questions, non-basketball related fully. What's your favorite hobby?
1: Um, I like fishing. Uh, I like, you know, four wheeling, um, every once in a while, um, you know, my mom was kind of raised in the country. So, She's got some, we've got some horses and I play video games. I like going to the movies, Uh, but I, you know, I love watching sports. I love watching football, basketball, baseball, track, hockey, golf, whatever it is. I just love sports, uh, whatever it is. So um, I'm not super difficult, but, um, you know, uh, my free time, I like to just relax and enjoy life. What is your favorite coach
0: you played under?
1: Favorite coach I played under, um, probably Coach Sloan, Coach Sloan and Coach Thibodeau. Um, I mean, I, I I enjoyed my high school coach a lot, Barry Gibbard, and uh, um, and um, my college coach Dan Heath. So I mean, they taught me a lot. My my, my dad um, coached me a lot throughout uh, uh, my my career, as far as. Um, AAU and stuff like that. So, you know, those those coaches kind of the ones that helped develop me throughout the years.
2: What's your favorite moment in your career?
1: Um, favorite moment? Uh, you know, the first part, probably get my name called um, in the NBA draft. Second was probably my first points against the Houston Rockets. And then um, the next was, you know, uh, the first game I started. Um, as far as not necessarily like starting because somebody was injured. Um, but my second year when I, when I earned the starting role, um, on a team, uh, the NBA team. So that was one of my goals of mine is, you know, coming to the NBA and become a starter. Um, in my first year I started some games because of injury, um, and I hadn't earned the starting spot, but earning the starting spot and then. Having some success with the Utah Jazz, having success with with Chicago, those were probably my biggest moments. You know, it was always team first for me. No individual accomplishments uh, were bigger than the team.
0: What's your favorite
1: sport to play besides basketball? Um, maybe baseball. I mean, I I played baseball um, when I was younger. Um, I played like flag football, and then I stopped playing. When I got to tackle football, but those are the only two sports that I, I even tried.
2: What's your favorite sports movie?
1: Oh um, man, I got a lot. Remember the Titans. Uh, I like uh, Marshall. I love Above the Rim. I love He Got Game. I love uh, Coach Carter. I mean, uh, Friday Night Lights. There's a whole bunch of movies that you that you can. Uh, get into um, if you like sports.
0: What are you looking forward to do once COVID is over?
1: Um, you know, just for just for me um, and uh, my student athletes. You know, whenever it's safe and stuff like that, I, I would love for these student athletes to be able to have um, people come support them fully. I mean, to have like a plat. Uh, um, a ceiling on how many people could come to games is kind of difficult, um, especially like some of these guys that are seniors um, that, you know, this is their last hurrah. So, um, uh, you know, I, I would love that for them. Um, and then, you know, if that happens, that allows travel basketball in the summer to take place and college coaches to be able to see them and attend. So, to me, it's you know I'm looking forward to when it opens up that college coaches and people can attend to support these young student athletes.
2: So that's actually going to wrap up our interview with you, Ronnie. Thank you so so much for joining us on this, and we hope you've heard you the best to stay safe. And thank you for all the listeners to listening. Please like, comment, and follow us on Instagram at the Switch underscore and stay safe.